Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad podcast with Chris Finn, a production of P4S Golf. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad. I'm your host, Chris Finn, and I am flying solo today uh, because I wanted to share with you guys a, a, a bit of an experience that I had, um, not necessarily yesterday, but uh, I, I will say it, it was in the relatively recent past. Where, you know, obviously at, at P4S Golf, um, you know, the kind of the mission of everything that we do is to is we want to be the best world at giving you longevity in the game of golf. And so with that, uh, I have a very low tolerance for BS. So that's actually why I started it is I, um, you know, I, I thought golf fitness was stupid. I didn't think it, was, it would work. So I decided to start testing and see if it would actually work. So um, needless to say, that um, has not gone away in my DNA. Uh, and so as we have kind of grown and as the industry has grown, Obviously, you guys have, listening have all seen the massive amounts of different products that are out there. Uh, from you know, obviously in the instructional world, there's tons of instructional aids. Uh, in the fitness world, there's also come a lot of speed training devices. Uh, grip strength is a big hot topic these days. Of you know, getting getting stronger grip is going to improve your clubhead speed. There's uh, just so many different tools and and, and products out there that uh, naturally my uh, skeptic, uh, self, you know, starts looking at the claims that, that people are making. And as, you know, as obviously as we are, um, collecting a massive database, you know, we've got over 10,000 golfers at this point, looking at change data and what's, what sort of things work, you start to see some claims that are out there and it's kind of, you kind of start scratching your head or at least I do. Um, and, uh, unfortunately when I start scratching my head, that's usually when I get in trouble. Um, so we actually, uh, I'm not going to name names, but you know, we, there were, uh, there's there's a couple companies where we looked at one uh, uh, had a device that was to increase increase clubhead speed, uh, and then the other uh, had a device that was you know trying to improve grip strength. Both were around the realm of increasing clubhead speed because we all know that speed is what sells in the uh, strength conditioning. Uh, I guess it's not really strength conditioning. That's a uh, that's what I consider it. The general public, everybody listening, is more golf fitness, right? That's what we call it. So. 
you know, coming from the background of, of science and you know, strength and conditioning, you know, physical therapy, the medical field, everything is truly research-based. And so first off, just to explain what that means, that means a research study, a case study is not research. Okay. If you're listening right now and you've seen anything on social media that says case study says golfer adds X amount of yards. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember if I can swear on this, but uh, it's BS. <laughs> and it, it really is the lowest form of quote unquote research. It's, it's a one, one person where something happens, right? They, they implement something, that person gets better. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot make the assumption that that will apply to the rest of the general population, right? That's kind of like early, you know, early golf instruction. They say, hey, Tiger Woods does this, so everybody should do that, right? Everybody's got different abilities and different body, right, body types. There's going to be an ideal swing for every person. There are certain elements, obviously, that are important. Like we know for uh, any golfer listening, the more vertical force you can produce, you're going to swing the club faster if you can produce it at the right time. And we know if you sequence your hips first and then your torso and then your arms and then the club, that's going to lead to higher efficiency as well. Like those are common trends or traits uh, that we see from across all golf, all golfers, regardless of the specifics. So, um, so if you're seeing, and that's the first problem, the kind of red flag, a lot of these companies throw up, throw out case studies, like they're the word of God, the, they're, they're terrible. They're not, it's, it's an interesting finding if at best it says, Hey, maybe we should look at this more so. The smallest number of a study that you can actually take stock in generally is about, it's called an N of 30 or sample size of 30. So that means if there's 30 people in there, then you would say, okay, maybe this is something that's, you know, pretty legit. We can look more deep in, and then you go into the, the geeky stuff that we go into methods and all that sort of, all that sort of stuff. Um, but what was happening, uh, you know, back to the point of, <laughs> of this episode, what was happening is that we're seeing case studies and I'm seeing quote unquote studies with like five golfers, all of which are in college. And these companies are marketing products to people in their you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, not, not even close to being relevant. And I know at this point, and in our studies, we had, we did a two-year study. And by study, I mean, two years, there's multiple different groups. There's one group who's called a control group. So unless you have a control group, it's not a study at all, which means one group who just does basically nothing. Right. And then you have another group who maybe does one exercise or one type of, of movement. And then a third group who maybe does a different type of movement. Right. So you have one group who does nothing. And then two other groups who do two totally different things. And then you say at the end, hey, who got better? Right. Because if the group who did nothing got better, then you and they got better the same as the group who did one or the other, then obviously doing nothing. Why not just do nothing? Because you're going to get the same result. Um, so none of these studies that were coming out had any control groups or anything like that. So we decided. We actually were going to partner with this company and we're going to, we're going to research and see if there's a better way to do it. There was tons of volume on the speed side being done. So we looked at and we basically said, all right, well, I bet because of other sports, if we do, we said 66% less, uh, less volume, meaning instead of swinging a hundred times, let's swing, have them swing 30 times and let's see if they get the same results. Right. And so we had uh, and there's some systems out there that use multiple sticks, you know, three sticks. There's some that use just one and they change the weight, right? So we looked at, well, what if you used, you know, three sticks or different change, you know, same idea of different uh, weighted, uh, you know, sticks. Or if we just use one stick and a light stick and a heavy stick, right? We broke everybody up into these different groups. Uh, and lo and behold, we found that, you know, basically doing 30% less, <laughs> or sorry, 60% less, so 30 swings instead of 100, actually got the same result of doing a hundred swings with multiple different clubs. 
and the person only needed to use one club, um, which was great. Um, and that's what you see a lot of single club systems out there now, right? Um, but then we looked at, and we actually did a follow-up study. And so in total, we had over 40 golfers in the study across all age spans from, you know, from kids to, I think we had people in their 60s or even 70s. Um, and basically the result came out that, hey, you know, essentially you could swing your driver, um, which is about 5% lighter than, you know, or you could just swing something about 5% lighter than your driver. So for most people, just swing your driver really, really fast. And that stimulus of just moving faster would actually produce the same effect. Um, ju- with just using, with all else being equal and just using the speed implement. Now, because everybody we had in this program was doing strength training. And so everything else was standardized. Um, and so we knew that that was truly the only variable. And so when we came out with that, obviously that did not, that ruffled some feathers. <laughs> um, and, you know, unfortunately there, you know, we, you know, there were, there were some stuff that happened and, and basically what ended up occurring, which what, in my opinion, I really, really wish would have happened would have been the, you know, the other piece that came out is we realized if people can't rotate in their four rotary centers, the likelihood that they're going to get hurt doing any speed training system is like, I don't want to say hundred percent, but it's pretty damn close. Um, you know, we did, I did an, a, another kind of case report. We, I talked to 84 different golfers who gotten hurt doing overspeed training and literally every single one of them who gotten hurt failed at least one of the uh, rotary centers. And what we've seen after working with 10, 000, over 10,000 golfers at this point is that's one of the leading risk factors of people getting hurt is they get faster with poor mobility. And it's like, you know, running into a brick wall repeatedly because their joints can't get to where they need to get to and they're going faster. That doesn't end well. <laughs> so you know, we tried to, you know, get them, Hey, can we at least, you know, get, you know, these, these people get this information to people and how, you know, your product's really, really popular. Can they at least just like have, have them do the screen and at least educate them that if they can't rotate, that they're likely going to have a higher risk of getting injured. Uh, unfortunately that didn't occur. Um, and, and, you know, luckily down the line, I think now that, you know, the protocols have now dropped to now most people don't do more than 30 to start, which is fantastic. Um, and, you know, we don't get any credit for it, but honestly, that's not the point. The point is that at least that part moved forward. So despite the, the uh, I would say, less than cordial uh, receptance, you know, receptivity to the, if that's even a word, receptivity, to the actual um, study and what we found, which actually I think moves the golf performance industry incredibly far forward, uh, there actually was something positive that came out of it. Unfortunately, not all that we wanted, but at least the needle got moved forward where now golfers are being ta- told and sold, hey, you don't need to swing that much volume. You can actually swing a lot less. You're less likely to get hurt. So, so that was the first one. It, it was, um, you know, it was kind of disappointing in terms of how it turned out and, and uh, you know, personally in terms of how we treat it. But the, the end result for golfers actually was actually pretty solid in terms of uh, less, you know, Hopefully the messaging is now you don't have to do as much. That'll decrease your risk. You know, obviously what we pound the, the, the floors with is, you know, you got to pass your four rotary centers before you even consider speed training. And then obviously if you are going to go do speed training, you know, if you, you know, in our home assessment, we, we give every away for free where it's literally like, you know, based on where your club head speed is for your age percentile wise, if you're 50%, so your average for your age and your power numbers are, you know, let's say 70th percentile. So you're stronger, more powerful than what your speed is. You are somebody who totally would probably benefit from speed training, especially if you have good rotational mobility. If your power metrics are in the basement down at 10% and your speed's already at 50%, you know, 40% better, 
you should totally not be doing speed training. That's a terrible idea. Or if you if you fail any of the rotor centers, you should not be doing uh, uh, speed training. That you are what's called a ticking time bomb. This is the bomb, the bomb squad. We're here to defuse the bombs, right? So the big myth that here we are diffusing is number one, you do not need any, really any of these speed training systems <laughs> if you do the right stuff. You can truly the research says you know five percent lighter than your driver it will get ninety percent of golfers faster. Um, but honestly, also making sure the most important thing is making sure you have good rotational centers, making sure your power numbers are outperforming uh, your speed numbers. That is the one instance, uh, you know, I would say probably less than you know, 10% or less of golfers of the 10,000 that we see that actually are really appropriate from a longevity and health standpoint to be doing overspeed based training. Um, now, the other one, this one drives me bonkers is there's all this stuff out there right now about people, you know, get your grip strong, the stronger your grip is, the faster you're gonna swing. Total BS, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I will save my research director. Bobby's probably going to – he was on one of the earlier episodes. If you didn't listen to that, definitely go check it out. Um, he always yells at me for telling people stuff before we officially release it. Um, but you know, we uh, we train some of the fastest golfers in the world, like literally the fastest golfers in the world, and we test all of this stuff. And we actually you – know, that's so that's an elite, elite level, right? Um, there's no relationship that we have seen um, – there and that's now injury risk if grip is extremely off can be can be definitely higher but in terms of generating club head speed for the average golfer we actually did a study we took if you've ever seen those little grippy things where you squeeze them right so we had a, a company that wanted us to test them for them so we had uh we had 100 members they all did it kids and, and adults and they all squeeze 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 squeezed away we tested their grip strength before and we tested their grip strength after and we tested all their club head speeds and just like when we did the speed study they were, we were controlling all of their strength and conditioning programs in the gym. So all of that's level, right? And obviously you had a control group who did nothing, right? And so basically what we found is at the end of it, no change in club head speed whatsoever related to changing grip strength. Um, and so the moral of the story here is if you do the basics, this is one of the, my core tenets. If you want to be great in the world, just do the basics, right? So the basics of being a healthy golfer who can play for a long time. And if you want to swing fast or even just swing, you know, reasonably, you have to have the four ability to rotate in your four rotary centers and you have to lift, you know, load or weights, you got to lift weights to have strong enough lower body and upper body to be able to support the speed you want to go. And what we see is just in lifting those weights, whether it's dumbbells or barbells or hex bars or you know, whatever you're lifting, the grip strength required to hold on to those weights and training the, you know, the, the lower body and the upper body just in that fashion and just kind of doing that in addition to playing golf really is enough to train, you know, true grip strength. Because remember, in order to increase strength, guys, you have to present the, the muscles with overload, which means it has to be harder than what that muscle is used to doing. So there's lots of some training products out there, like those little squeezy things, if they're really light, useless, like not going to be as hard as holding a barbell that has weight on it and deadlifting or doing a, you know, a, a bent over row or pull-ups or anything like those. Right. Um, so there's so many, lots of training is I'm not going to call them specifically out. You, if you go on social media, you'll see them. Uh, but there's very poor science behind them. The science, quote unquote science that is presented mostly are little crappy case studies, um, which isn't even science or, <laughs> and then, you know, these little mini studies on like five people. And then 
there's these attempts to make it uh, applicable to the greater public. So please just hopefully, you know, what happened to me in terms of in P4S Golf, in terms of kind of getting a lot of blowback from these companies and, you know, they start questioning what, how we're doing the research. Like these are people who don't came to research themselves. They don't even research their own products before they sell them to the public. This is what pisses me off is we, we're getting sold as golfers products that are research tested and based on research and the research sucks. It's literally, it's like my putting. It's terrible. Okay. <laughs> it's not worth its salt. Um, so please do your homework. Um, you know, and you know, please, as always, you know, comments, you ask questions, you know, if you guys are questions, you see something and you're not sure, you know, we just want you guys to have the best information possible and understand that unfortunately research based, you know, treatment and, and re in the physical therapy in the medical world and research based care started out as this great idea of, of really making sure the quality of things were there. And unfortunately now it's become a marketing term. So protect yourselves. We're trying our best to kind of give you guys the best information. I got a lot of questions on this stuff. And so it really just resonated with me based on the experience I had and how kind of crappy that, you know, the whole experience ended up because of the blowback and people didn't get the, the results that they wanted from us, even though they asked us to do it as a third party. <laughs> um, and we're we're going to tell you the truth. Um, and so hopefully you're, you're taking this truth as basically if you're doing speed training, you should first make sure you have a bit mobility in those four rotary centers and you need to make sure that your power metrics are higher percentage wise than your club head speeds. If you pass those two now of you listening 9.5 out of 10, or if you're watching 9.5 out of 10 of you will fail all of that guaranteed. I have the stats. I literally have this in 10,000 people. That is a very large sample size. Um, but if you do pass it or if you start to do the right things is where we see people in four to six to eight weeks starting to be able to get to the point where they do speed training. Well, then go ahead and do it. And there's a specific way to do it, which doesn't require a ton of volume. If you are seeing all this grip stuff, like, like literally the fastest man in the world has a grip strength right now that is less than some of our high schoolers. Let that marinate for a second. Now, it's not saying that that's what we want. That's, you know, we're, that's why there can be injuries and whatnot. But literally, the direct relationship of club head speed to grip strength does not exist at this moment that we have seen. And I'm just going to say it that way because Bobby probably won't want me to say that it's concrete at this point yet. But um, if you're listening, you got the early scoop. So hopefully that helps you guys. Uh, diffuse some of the uh, the myths that are out there and, and, and hopefully avoid some of these ticking time bomb uh, tools that, you know, for the right person can be great. But for the unfortunately, for the greater majority of the public, unless you are ready for them, uh, can actually be pretty disastrous in terms of causing some injuries and forcing you to miss some weeks. Um, and, but, you know, luckily, it's nothing that can't be uh, prevented or, or fixed if it does happen. So, Thanks for listening as always, uh, and we'll see you at, on the uh, on the next podcast and the next episode here to, uh, to hopefully help you diffuse some more bombs uh, as related to your golf game and playing this game for as long as humanly possible. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. 
Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.